You got the chill, 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 chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. I've never hugged my mother-in-law in my life. Maybe when my wife and I got married. What? Why would I? Oh, my gosh. Elastic. She wasn't Mrs. Elastic, girl. That's some Talk about a dump truck. Jeez. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Maybe Jim's mother-in-law secretly has the hots for him. <laughs> you want to eat off the floor? I don't want to eat off the damn floor. Call me the law. No, you guys are both wrong. No, so okay, fine. you can tell us we're wrong. Yeah, I you're, will. You're you wrong. are. You're wrong. Okay. Just because but, people disagree, you can't just tell them they're wrong. Because you're wrong. You're both wrong. <laughs> you guys are bickering like calzo and brush. Uh, <laughs> don't make me pull my best of Madison, though, boys. Mr. Clean's kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Ever seen that he's, video of him, like, mopping, shaking his butt? I'm with Molly on this He's one. buff and he cleans? We are almost there. I am almost a bona fide part-time radio host. <laughs> you can love your wife and not believe in soulmates, but that's just not my case. If your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? <laughs> no. Matt will fall more in love with his soulmate, Aaron Rodgers. Tell us about the time you guys met. Did he give you butterflies? Uh, no, I didn't quite get butterflies, but I knew he was well, the one. People like me. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, Piers, Jim Rutledge. It is Wildy and Tauscher, but it is the Rutledge and Hamilton takeover. <laughs> Wildy and Tauscher sounds so funny. <laughs> Tausch? Thank you. Are we, are we all friends with Tausch? We can call him Tauscher? No, but the show's called Wildy and Tausch. I, I, I'll be is Tauscher it? today. Okay. You be Wildy. And we'll do our best impressions. And then nobody has to be Jesse Nelson? Hot start. Please, God, no, by the <laughs> You're way. You're Jesse Nelson. You're welcome. Wildy and Tausch. Fine. Relish and Hamilton takeover. Get into the show. 844-770-3776. If you're Milwaukee, that is a sometimes new number to you. 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. He is Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. Alex Strofe behind the glass. We are filling in because, well, I think this show won, obviously, Loves Coors Light, and we love Coors Light because we're presented by Coors Light. And Matt, if the mountains are blue, even at 9 a.m., you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Absolutely. I love that because we are on in Milwaukee, you are wearing Milwaukee Brewers gear. Even though if I asked you right now to give me the name of six Milwaukee Brewer players, <laughs> no. you could not do it. Maybe three. Give them to me. Rowdy Tellez, uh, Christian Yelich, and... Um, is uh, what's his uh, name? Is Williams? He's their pitcher. Yeah, what's his first name? I have no, I can't remember. He's the one that broke his hand, right? A couple years ago, wall. Yeah, yeah so okay, that's true. That's pretty much all I got. I think we're giving that one to him. Hey, I mean, no, Hamilton. I, need, I need a first name. Okay, then I'm not. Telling <laughs> <laughs> they oh, have man. been a little under. Like they started off hot, and I was like, maybe I'm going to go to a couple Brewer games, and then they had that like terrible, terrible month. We're bouncing back. They're I don't, first place. Let's not, Matt. They, they you, end up winning last night. I did not watch. Matt, what are we doing right now, Matt? Just you don't know the Brewers. We don't need <laughs> to talk threw about me the Brewers. Under it. I know, but just but I am it. curious if they won. Yes, they did win last That's, night. Okay. Yes, thanks. They, they played the Mets, who pay a billion dollars to be be absolutely terrible. <laughs> so the Brewers won as they often do, and they love to talk about. They won the budget Olympics. <laughs> which is when they win the most amount of games for the least amount of money. That is what they're about, and that's what they will continue to do, win the most amount of games for the least amount of money, and they can continue to win the budget Olympics. And they beat the Mets so they can point out, like, hey, you spend all that money, and you're worse than us. But yet neither <laughs> one of us are really that good. All right. Fair. Matt Hamilton in the Brewers gear. 
Uh, you can see us at Jim and Matt. You can see us on YouTube at ESPN Madison. So if you want to see what Matt Hamilton, the Olympic curler, looks like, uh, Sands is curling outfit, so you, you don't have your mustache fully like no, trimmed down. No. Your hair is longer, but not as long as it was in the last Olympics when you finished in fourth place. <laughs> but Thanks. you know what? You... <laughs> You still basically did what Ben Bruss did, and we celebrate him. I mean, <laughs> Ben Bruss gets celebrated for finishing fourth place in the basketball tournament. So, like, you at least won a gold medal. I feel Jim like that's Rutledge, why we're in. He's fake tough. I feel like that's why we're in here, Matt, because Tauscher, champion. Yeah. Matt Hamilton, champion. I, you know, I didn't think about it like that, but you might be right. Because, yeah, this show is about champions. So you've won the gold. You know, you've won the gold and you finished fourth. <laughs> but you have won the gold. Yeah. Fortunately. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So this is Rutledge and Hamilton. Uh, you can get into the show, 844-770-3776. This is the takeover of Wildy and Taos. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We got you for the next three hours, which is a full three hours more than Matt Hamilton normally works. <laughs> for those new to the show, Matt, for the first time ever, Alex, or first time in a long time, called pre-show with some ideas, which kind of blew us both away yeah you know jimmy <laughs> let's let's hash this out on the air for a minute i think our guy's a little nervous that he's on in milwaukee mm-hmm. Look uh, at, he's, i mean a little yeah you you were overthinking it this morning i don't know if i was necessarily overthinking it as much as i was like i just want to put the our best foot forward today so i get a phone call from matt i don't know about eight o'clock this morning about an hour ago and, and normally you get a phone call from matt before ne- a show never, never. never yes um and i'm putting on my pants um, just wanted to give you that visual. One leg at a time? Just like the rest of us? He just hops into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a contraption I just jump into. Um, but anyway, I'm putting on my pants, and Matt's like, yeah, what about uh, what about songs that get you excited mm-hmm. for the Packers season? Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of. I'm like, yeah, just talk to Jimmy about that one. <laughs> yeah. Because I am the the wet blanket for most ideas. Yeah. So I came, and I, I put a wet blanket on it. Maybe we'll get to it at some point. Yeah. But that's not... That's not what we're about. Felt like Matt, Green Bay to me. <laughs> you're known as a curler. You are a now, I don't know, a good golfer who won the BMW X Series Curling Division Amateur Championship down in <laughs> South Carolina. Is that right? Close enough. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. High handicap. I forgot high handicap. Yeah, as high well. handicap division. Yeah, yeah. So you golf, you curl, and you cook. You made us some breakfast this morning. Yeah, brought in some delicious banana bread. Um, I was very neglectful to a couple bananas this uh, last week, but my our, uh, our teammates here get to benefit from it. Do so. bananas prefer? Do they uh, prefer to be neglected? Or do they prefer to be eaten? Which is the better way? Honestly, if you give them the attention, they are now devoured. Yeah, no. So they get a longer life. So they have to like wait it out. Totally, the better the better thing to do with the bananas is don't eat them raw and let them be banana bread because that is the best version of like a banana could be. That is, bananas are pretty low tier. You don't fruit, like in my you opinion. love raw milk, but you do not like raw bananas. They're just like a low tier fruit. There's so many much better fruits out there than bananas. Yeah, I'm I'm totally out on this bad take. What are you talking about? It's like not even a top ten fruit. Banana is clearly a top uh, fruit. No, no, it's no, a no. grab and go like masterpiece. You Convenience can take a banana. is all it's got. Going but it's for like it. it's it's kind of like the one of the most important fruits. Like before you work out, people oh, yeah, tell you, no, have no, them. I'm so not like, saying they're it, bad. It checks all the boxes and it's easy to eat. I'm just I'm just not saying they don't taste. They're not the best tasting. Matt is fruit. a food snob. If you are new to the show, yeah, Matt, and has, I made a delicious banana bread. I elevated bananas to their highest and, form. And what's in banana bread? 
Bananas. Like, but really it's a neglected fruit. bananas. But, it, but it's a low-tier fruit. I, I'm just saying I brought the fruit to its best version. It it was like a 5 at best, and it's now a 10. Eh, I don't think You're so. You're welcome, bananas. So here's the thing about Matt Hamilton is that when he does something, uh, he like tries to like become that thing. Whether it's curling, which has worked out well for you. Uh, cooking things. You will tell us, me and Strofe and our listeners, a million things about cooking that... None of us know any of the words that you're saying. Give us some cooking words that we're not going to understand. Fond. I know what fond is. Or you, I, I don't. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, I'm fond of you. What is... I'm not fond of Matt when, Hamilton's when you cook fancy a, words. When you cook in a pan, those little, like, burnt caramelized bits at the bottom of the pan, that's fond. And then you deglaze the fond so you get it into... The sauce. It's a term I've never understood. Caramelized. De- oh, I was just say deglazed. Or deglazed. Yeah, I guess I don't know how you deglaze. Is it unglazing? <laughs> like you glaze a donut, do you deglaze it when you eat it? Uh, something oh. like that. <laughs> no, you're taking that, like, frosting, essentially, that yeah. glaze on the pan, the mm-hmm. fond, and you're trying to get it off. Sometimes you use water, oh. beer, whiskey, wine. Fun, well, fun stuff, so yeah. you are Sounds like a hell of a Friday. Right, so you use wine, whiskey, well, or alcohol to get off the glaze. Yeah, because the alcohol Ow! actually alcohol is a it does help cleaning yeah. substrate. So what you oh. do is you put it in, and then you just boil off the alcohol, so you get the flavor of what you put in, but you're not gonna get a little tiddly on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> but you're also like a golf nerd, yes. and when you golf, you are like. In it to win it, right? I don't play sports that I to like for fun. Fun is winning, and I am good about like being casual. But every time, like I have a shot, and what's great about golf and curling is it's very when you're shooting, it's all on you. Mm-hmm. I really try to focus in for my shot. Like I can goof around with you when I'm not actually swinging the club, but once I'm like starting to dial in, that's when I yeah. I'm a tryhard. Yes, you are actually a tryhard. So uh, earlier this week, Sarah Walsh on the NFL Network went on a golf rant. And, Matt, I thought of you with this uh, for two parts because I think there are two sports in this world that in the back of your mind you think you actually could play, like a 1% chance, 2% chance when you're watching on TV. (laughs) Like all of us. I know where this is going. (laughs) we We all love the NBA uh, we all love Major League Baseball. We all love football. But at no point when we're playing flag football on Thanksgiving do we think after a certain age, like let's say by the age of 20, you're like, all right, clearly I'm not playing in the pros, <laughs> but this is fun no matter how many touchdowns I score in this game. I could be the best player playing in the pickup league. Still not happening. Right. You know, it, it just has Ben Brust but like, or <laughs> Sam Decker. But like, it just those things are not easy to do. So then you get into this football side of things, and then you get to the baseball side of things, nobody can hit a baseball. I think hitting a baseball might be the hardest thing to do. We talked about it yesterday. I think a perfect game is the most impressive thing in all of sports. So, but I think when people watch golf, I think in the back of your mind, I could do this. And I don't disagree with you on golf, honestly. I have this theory on golf, and I want to get your thoughts on it. 844-770-3776. That if you play golf enough, like, let's say Matt Hamilton, or, you know, let's say you have to have some Mark athletic. Tauscher. Mark Tauscher, Ben Bruss, you have enough. Gabe Neitzel, you have enough. Uh, Stephen Watson, uh, the host of the golf shows in Milwaukee, like, if you have enough baseline athleticism, you can make champions tour just with reps. Like, by the time I get to whatever it is, 53 years old to play in the champions yeah. tour, you think I could 
Just with reps. Like, to right. me, golf I mean, is about... That's like 20 years for me from now. It's about time and money and reps. Like, that's what it takes to be good at golf. Yeah. And so let's get into Sarah Walsh and her rant, because then I want to get to your main sport. <laughs> oh, you are not going golfing, and it's just going to take three and a half hours. You know how I know that? Because not once in your history of golfing has a round ever taken three and a half hours. Not once. And it's not because the group in front of you plays slow, and it's not because <laughs> they had a dude in jean shorts with the 20 handicap. First of all, it is because your round of oh, golf sure. starts an hour earlier than your tee time so that you can get on the range, so that you can find your swing, because somewhere in the recess of your brain, you think that you have a shot to get on tour. Pause, wow. pause, it's right there, please. It's because after your four and a half hour round, if you're lucky. Because that's the thing, right there, and we'll get to maybe parts of it later. That's the part of it. And she goes on to say, like, Matt, you get, do you get to the golf early to like find your swing before you play, right? Uh, Ideally, like if you're playing, like if you're playing someone that, like, okay, you, when I played that golf tournament, yes, I was, it was serious, and I, I showed up an hour early. Okay, and so <laughs> then you, uh, do you have like, uh, you obviously you're always measuring. Usually, you play nicer courses, Trappers yeah. Turn, University Ridge, different courses but, throughout yeah, the area. I've got the, you I've have got one, okay, yeah. so and obviously we all love X Golf. And uh, what we're talking about is the laser, the laser that finder. So you yeah. shoot the pin and yeah. know exactly how far away right. from the pin you are. Right, it, it, because you know that's, when he was referencing the other courses, he was saying those courses have the GPS things. So yes. You don't need a laser. Yes, but. so they have it. They tell you your distance mm-hmm. there. But Matt Hamilton, if we didn't play a course like that, which I can't imagine, honestly, sometimes. I don't trust the GPS either, so right, I'll right. still shoot it with my laser. <laughs> and I would assume that obviously we all love X Golf here in, in Madison and X Golf in Wisconsin, and you know they're they're fantastic. And uh, we go out there and we play. But when you're out there playing, you're measuring the flight distance and the swing speed and the, yeah. the spin and all those sorts of things, correct? Well, I mean, I'm not, I I look at it when it's on the driving range setting, and it will show you like your attack angle and yeah. club head speed and things yeah. like that. Like, yeah, I'm curious. So you're not you're not a casual golfer. You're like a golf. You're like a golfer. Like you buy the gear, you endorse the gear. Obviously, you know you are just in on it, and then you you know you have multiple sets of clubs. What do you what are the, what are the old man clubs you like to use? Oh, the hickory sticks. the hickory sticks. Oh, put the sticks out today and hit those around. They, all of those clubs are like pre nineteen twenty nine. Right. How like, cool is that? Not not like at all. Re- no. Authentic left handed nineteen twenty nine golf clubs. That's not cool to you? No. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely not. Dude. Nothing, look, here's the thing. And maybe this is the other question. Nothing about golf is cool. I golf, but nothing about golf is cool. Oh, come on. Maybe that should be our what first. About, what about, like... I would jack pull yeah, question. Let's get to the... All right, let's get that out there. 844 Is golf cool? Yes. No. 844 Is golf cool? Cool. What about it? You have to put on like a little uniform. You buy Which the shoes awesome. and the socks the outfits and the are clubs. Awesome. It's the most. Re- Look, all sports are ridiculous. And again, I golf. Yeah. But like, I, in no way ever do I feel cool golfing. Oh, as far as like attire slash like uniform to play a sport, golf is got to be one of the best. The the variety of different polos you can wear with the golf shoes that they got out now. Not no, to like mention, the NBA is cool. So that's golf cool. is not cool. No. It is cool, and in addition to that, you get to spend this time on this beautiful manicured golf course. It's like it's like you take nature 
But that's not which is my like question. the banana, and then someone comes in, a golf architect who's like me, and then turns that banana into beautiful banana bread slash golf course. But you're and not just, answering my question. Eight four four seven cool. seven. That's, that's cool. not cool. Go, being it's out fun. doing that thing is it's fun. That's cool, man. See, you can't just call everything cool just because it's fun and you enjoy the it. Outfits are cool. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. They are not cool. This is like your New Balance thing. Like, just because now we say it's cool, like as you rock your New Balance, what numbers are those for the, the shoe nerds out there? Because they're not the Ted Thompson the New Balances. The five fifties, baby. Okay, so Matt Hamilton. The BB five fifties. The BB five fifties. Yeah. Is that what you're wearing? Okay. I got the Yeezys on today because Matt also has gotten me into <laughs> shoes as well. But Judgmental I gym. do. Yes, I do judge it. But I golf. I just at no point. Do I think I am cool or golf is cool? It's also Judgmental ridiculous. Gym. What are you doing today? I'm going to hit a ball around a yard. Judgmental you can say that about and, every right, sport. Agreed. Like, but they're all ridiculous. I'm going to go up against five other sweaty dudes and try and put a ball in a peach basket. Alex, before we get into break here, what is your answer on it? Is golf cool? That'll be it. We're going to post it. Uh, where are we posting that one? At ESPN Madison? Uh, yeah, it's posted on uh, Twitter at ESPN Madison. Our Iron Jack poll question. All righty. So is, is golf it cool? cool? Golf's cool. Yeah, thank you. Stro. It is not cool. They're going to lose this pool. The 414 chimes in. Golf is about goofy pants and a fat ass. Ask my neighbor, the accountant, probably a great golfer, huge ass from Happy Gilmore. This is Roger Hamilton. They didn't ask if Happy Gilmore was cool. Happy <laughs> Gilmore is making fun of no, golf. This, this is Roger is... Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Ain't no referee I know it's not official. Chris from Manitowoc Waters chimes in. Golf is not cool. Golf clothes are cool. Hashtag Ricky Fowler. Thank you. Uh, Nate in Madison. Here is cool. When a group on the green is waving you through because the previous hole hit a wedge in from 70 yards, it takes four hard hops and just stops. Then you hear the onlookers go, OMG. And he says, that's bleeping cool. John of Verona chimes in. Rutledge is 100% wrong. Golf is cool. And I'm not very good at it at all. Look, I know I'm right on this, but I also know <laughs> that this audience of golfers, look, people want to believe what they do is cool, and they have to tell themselves that. I'm just different than most. I know there's plenty of things that I do that are not cool, and I'm fine with it. Golfing being one of them. I'm going camping this weekend. It's not cool, but I'm still going to do it because I like it. I'm just secure enough in myself to know that I can do things and know that they're not cool, and be fine with it, See, Matt Hamilton. Is... Matt Hamilton, you are so desperate, like all the other golfers who have to deck themselves out in the most obnoxious look-at-me pants and shoes and shirts to say, look how cool I am in my New Balance golf shoes and my 10 different styles of shirts, and I just got to do all this. It's fine. Golf is fun, but it ain't cool. This is uh, Rutledge and Hamilton. We're taking over Wilde and Tosh. Get into the show. 844-770-3776. Why are you pouting? i got to set this show up. We're live from the Everlight uh, Solar Studio. That's a booty He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. Alex Strope on the glass. You were just ranting because you were hoping I would forget what I was about to say. What is ranting about you know I'm like up. a goldfish. <laughs> you were just trying to get off your rant so you could, like, maybe he can hey, like, calm hey, down. Hey, Dory, You know what, out. Jim? I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're wrong. I'm not, that's not my role 
as a person on this earth for other people. Tell them if they're right or wrong. What also isn't my role is determining what people think is cool. Jim, the fact that you say you're comfortable in your own skin and you want to go camping and you like camping, mm-hmm. that makes it cool. Yeah. It might not be cool to me, but the fact that you're into it and you are passionate about it, that's what makes it cool. So if I'm passionate about uh, golf or curling, that makes them cool for me. It's a... It's not something that's like a blank and no, black and white. No, that means you like it. You're defining liking things. No. Liking something and owning it is cool. Liking something and then hiding that you like it or, or, or saying that it's not cool because you don't think people are going to agree with you, like what you're doing right now, that's not cool. Take that. Being a that. golfer and saying, I'm a golfer, I love it, the attire's sweet, the, the way that you can play the game, the camaraderie of it, everything about golf is cool. That is cool for me to own that part of my life. You can call me a nerd if you want. I love it. What's gross about Rutledge? I don't know. He's always, like, camping. <laughs> I... Yeah, that's fine. It's and not cool. cool, man. No, no, I'm not desperate to be have things be cool, man. That, that's it. It, it's, it's not a desperate thing. Yes, it is. No, Why can't you just do it? You, what you did is you tried to own me by saying, you could just like things, bro. And just call no, I'm not cool. trying to own you. I'm just saying if you are passionate about something, it's cool to you. It doesn't matter what but that's optics not what are on the outside. I'm, we're asking, is it cool objectively? Which you cannot take an objective view to. No, can, no, nor can anyone in this poll right. take an objective view to it because most people are golfers. Right. And I like to golf. I'm just saying I could be out there and at no point in my golf shirt and the hat and the shoes and swinging the golf club, even if I have a great shot, do I think... We're just a bunch of cool bros out here drinking Coors Light. See, and that's why we're different, because when I do, and I'm with my buddies, and we all hit the fairway on number six or and something. And you all give yourself a high five, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah, I, all right. It is cool. Bunch of guys just hit, hit golf balls. We're cool. Then what's cool, Jim? Give me a definition of something that's cool. Not golf. There's hanging nothing. Out, hanging out in the driveway drinking some Coors Lights? Eight, four. I didn't say that was I cool either. Him. No, I think but what like, is then? Um, the NBA is cool. <laughs> why? Playing basketball is cool. So because you like basketball better as a sport, no, I think think basketball's got more swag to it and it's a cooler sport. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Okay, I think think we're just getting back into that pretty objective look at things. Subjective. Yes, subjective look at things. There we go. You You are definitely just a fan of basketball, which is why you think it's cool. I'm not as big of a fan of basketball, and I don't think it's as cool as golf. But you're wrong. I eight four seven chimes in. There's nothing cool about golf, and there never has been. It's about being outside, having a single focus, and the claws make us look. The clothes look as make. Excuse me. Clothes make us look like dorks. Yes, <laughs> I disagree. All, I love thing. the clothes. We're all dorks out there. We're all dorks wearing dorky clothes, playing golf, and it's fine. You can just own it. That's the thing. I'm not desperate. I do own it, and that's why I think no, it's cool. No, you don't own it because you're like, no, this is cool. It has to be cool. No, it's cool. To own why it. are you upset that I don't call it cool? Why does it bother you? Well. We're, we're doing you, a radio show. I'm, say- I'm taking the other opinion, which I truly, truly have. I do think, even though a bunch of dorks doing something they enjoy is cool, you can play Dungeons and Dragons if you're digging it, and all your buddies are having fun with it. Then that's cool. It's, it's like not a- my bag, but that's cool. But no, that's a difference here. Like I can say, like I don't like sports cars, but there are some sports cars out there, some muscle cars. Those are cool, man. I don't like them. I have no interest in them, but I can objectively say they're cool. Like that's a cool thing. You got some car you fixed up and you made it work. Like, that's cool, man. I can't do it. I, I, I don't want to do it. I, I feel like that's, being that's passionate cool. about something without ever having... That's passionate. No, that's liking things. But without, that's not cool. having, without having any hang-ups, like, is this cool? Like, thinking about it. And if you're just purely into whatever you're doing, that is cool. Being hung up on it, wondering, like, is what I'm doing worth it? Is this 
cool? Am I hanging out in these golf clothes on this golf course? Is this cool? That's like questioning yourself. Paul from Oconomowoc chimes in. Golf is really cool to golfers. It's a language, a fraternity of sorts. Uh, those that are really into it are into it. It's not cool to non-golfers, kind of like soccer and Facebook and pickleball and everything else. Yeah. Kind of, but also, I golf. I just know I feel like a massive nerd golfing. Like, the whole day. I Here's the general definition for my life. An 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. Jeff in a beer truck uh, chiming in right now. If I've put an outfit... Probably not cool. Jeff, uh, what do you got for us? So, I I am a golfer. Let me tell you what one of the buddies that I play with on a regular basis likes to say about golf. If he tells his wife that he's going to go to the bar for four hours and drink with his buddies, she's probably going to say no. But if he tells his wife he's going to go play golf for four hours with his buddies, she says, yeah, go ahead. It's the same thing. Sounds yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. But you already said, thanks, Jeff, you already said, you just said earlier. Having fun is cool. Uh, no, you. but you said earlier, you specifically pointed out his thing of, like, hanging out with your friends, drinking beer, not cool. You I didn't say that. Yes, you did, earlier. You said that earlier, or you're going to sit around in the garage. Oh, I asked if that was cool. Uh, you kind of called it not cool in your tone. No, if people enjoy doing it, I, that's Josh, your tone. In your tone. Josh, <laughs> well, do we not speak in tones? Do we not have that, inflection in our voices? Matt's tone has been very positive all morning. I think he's very proud of the, uh, what is this his, again? His, Coffee cake? Banana? Banana cake? bread. Whatever. He's proud of his dorkiness as well. It's fine. Josh Hartland chimes in. Knowing the difference between subjective and objective is cool. <laughs> yes, thank you, Josh. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, it's early. I'm never so is, awake at this is, time. <laughs> is bowling is bowling cool? It's nine thirty. <laughs> I'm like right, I'm like just sleeping for hours. Out of bed. Yeah, yeah. I'm like just rolling out of bed at this point. Peter Pan. <laughs> uh, Yard Possum from Lake Mills chimes in. There's a difference between being fun and being cool. If you dress up in church clothes, it's golf. It's just like bowling. So is bowling cool? Yeah. Oh, By the not... same principle. Okay, wait, I said D and D. Alex, I said D and D was cool. Here. That answer right there. Ton like you get on me for tone. Tonally, he does not <laughs> believe. Tonally, he does not believe bowling is cool. Bowling is cool. That's like when we asked Matt if you get remarried if you got divorced. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anything the usual producer of the show Jesse Nelson enjoys is nerdy. Which would, that is which true. Would entail uh, what bowling and trivia. Yes. Which we'll do later. Coming up at ten to five. Put on our uh, gla our glasses. Cool. Like I like my glasses. Are those cool? Or my? I think it's fine. Yeah, I do think they're cool, Jim. They're not. Why? It's dorky to wear glasses. It's fine. All glasses are dorky. Yeah. You can tell that's a Von Miller when he's showing up to press conferences with he those might clear frames. Look, he might want to look dorky, but no it's a reference. look. That's cool, dude. That, that's uh, that's like what all those NBA guys do. Is nothing can be frames. cool. Nothing can be cool if everything is cool, Matt Hamilton. I didn't ask dope. if you think this is cool. I asked, is it cool, objectively? You can't take yourself out of it. Well, I think your answer dope. is, everything is cool. That is your answer, Matt Hamilton. Only if you enjoy it. Well, why would you be doing something if you didn't enjoy it? I don't know. You're the one who's questioning golf. I'm the one doing this radio show, I'll tell you that. This is Roger <laughs> Hamilton presented by Coors Life. She's made of candy. Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you. We are Cousin Subs of the Day. Cousin Subs, they believe in better 
That's why a winner like Matt Hamilton is here. Gold medalist Matt Hamilton. Yes. Fourth place finisher in the last Olympics. Celebrity pro-am, high handicap division champion at the BMW. Of curlers. Of, of curlers. You're uh, listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, featuring national curling champion Matt Hamilton on 100.5 ESPN. There you go. And uh, Alex Strofe with you as well. We are filling in for Wildy and Tausch. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. We are asking, is... Uh, golf, cool. So I, I think I had a realization in the break. Because I was basically, by my logic, I was saying everything was cool, right? And I, I mentioned this before, and I think, it, I, I think it definitely holds more weight than ever. I play two sports that I think a fair amount of people would put in the not very cool to neutral category in golf and curling. So... I don't feel like I have really enough wiggle room in my life to be telling other people what's cool and not because the two things that I've, the three things now that my life is comprised of is golf, curling, and doing a radio show. <laughs> things that could, from the outside, might not always look be looked at as cool. So again, like, again, I think for someone like me who's doing things that are these borderline cool things for, you know, subjectively in the outside world, I don't think I should be casting any stones, so to speak. <laughs> I can't... Because I'm living in a glass house right now. <laughs> but I guess you're not. And that's why... And then this is, I guess, a larger conversation of why is it so desperate for you to just think something's cool? Like, I feel like I, I like the outfit I'm wearing today. I do not look cool. I got very wild shorts on and uh, a cool a shirt that I find funny, but I don't care if it's cool or not. <laughs> I don't care. That like, makes it cool. But what, I mean, the point is, you need it to be cool, and that's, it's mind-blowing to me. You need golf to be cool. I don't, and like it you is can in do my a head. million things, it is in and my it's head. not cool. It is in my head, and that's fine. I can I can go through life being wrong. If that's obviously, the case. <laughs> yeah, super good at it. I can just ignore everything else and just assume that what I'm doing is cool. And there I, is not it's a lot really of nice. Levi more satisfying and, than watching a bush. Is that cool? He, yeah, <laughs> it was. It was cool. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Uh, hey, guys, Levi here again. I have a question for the three of you. Do you guys think having cool hairstyles is cool? Just like sports and a bonus question, who has the greatest hairstyle, Matt Hamilton or Pat Riley? I'd love to see Matt go with the Pat Riley look. Maybe you could. Would, that- you, would you try that during the break with some water? Like, you slick it back. Slick it. Oh, straight yeah. back. I can slick it straight back for you. Look. The Gordon Gecko look is another way to describe it. From a movie oh, Wall Street, yeah, yeah. Wolf Wall Street, but the straight, slick back hair. Uh, I think Matt Hamilton would be cool. When I had more hair, and I worked down in South Florida, I had really long hair, basically a little bit longer where Matt's at right now, which is about shoulder length. And the restaurant I worked at was like a fancy restaurant, so you couldn't have your hair unkept like that. So I had to slick it straight back. <laughs> it was awful. It was horrendous. Jim. I had so, so to work. I had to wear a. Like a button-down shirt that had to be dry clean to like high starch levels, and then slick the hair straight back. Make good money at the job, but man, really annoying. <laughs> there was a bunch of those, a few of us that had longer hair that like normally would have it just like out, and then slick it back. Matt, you have what is going on? You're just desperate here to give me something. What is yes. happening here? Yes, I got I have. A, I did get a gift for you the other day when I was doing one of the coolest things I do, and that's golf. Are you going to give me, like, the middle finger right now or something? No. <laughs> Got no, a target. I was nice. out on the One golf course. Win. One can win. I was out on the golf course, yeah. and I found a golf ball. Uh-huh. 
But I don't love this type of ball. It's in tech. Okay. I don't love it. And I figured if I kept it, it would take me far too long to do what it deserves, and that's lose it. It has this big Chicago Bears logo on it, and oh. I was like, I, I play too good a golf to play this ball because I'll never lose it. Okay. But you, on the other hand, you'll put it in the drink in like three shots, I think. I definitely will. Was that worth the setup there? It was. I literally found this ball he's on it, Wednesday. He's I've, <laughs> I've been holding this ball since Wednesday to give it to you. <laughs> and then today you're like, I want to talk about if golf is cool. I was like, this is perfect. Is trying hard that hard for a joke <sighs> cool? <laughs> no, okay, I will admit that was not very cool. But... I'm standing by it. I will not lose that golf ball, and it deserves oh. to be in a lake somewhere oh, at the bottom. Great, God. great joke, Matt. <laughs> walk, <Alex>. walk up. <laughs> we're all yeah. all morning, folks. We're here <laughs> all morning. You are welcome for the gift. I'm thank thinking you. of you outside of yeah, work. Say thank you. I did Those say thank manners. you. I said thank you right yeah. away, but then I also had to point out. Ah, uh, thank you. That was a rough setup. I, well, here's the thing. I'd have given you that ball anyway. It's an attack, no. and I do not like that golf ball. <laughs> well, Jim, I think it's safe to say one person already sick of you picking on Matt. Dave and Madison on the text line. You ready for this one? Yeah. Up front, I don't listen to your show in the afternoons because of Rutledge. Too arrogant. Thought I'd get Will the entire show. Nope. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Love Matt. Thanks for listening, though. Alex, Apparently listening. Alex is all right. Ouch. <laughs> Here we are again. Rutledge arrogance. 25 minutes too long. Golf is cool, and Larry Bird would do very well in today's NBA. Agreed. Rutledge and Brust, <laughs> idiots. I'm out. Sorry, Matt and Alex. See, David Madison, <laughs> the frustration I have there is one thing is, like, again, completely, I would say, I would say Larry Bird being able to compete in today's NBA is an objective truth. Like, if you just watched him play the way he played off the Ben Brust argument, Larry Bird's style, I think, would be better than it ever has been. The way that he could shoot, the yeah. way he could score. Like he was the ahead way, of his time. The way he could pass. Imagine Larry Bird without getting beaten yeah. to death by, by all the players in the NBA. And, oh, by the way, he hurt his back installing his driveway. So he probably <laughs> now would make enough money that he would just pay someone to like put <laughs> in his driveway, and he would have been a healthier-looking basketball player. But, like, cool is subjective. So, Dave... You're wrong. <laughs> Take that for data. And Rutledge well, is an idiot guy, chimes in. Cool is subjective. Matt's been holding Jim's balls for too long now. Hey, now. <laughs> what? Right golf there? balls. Oh, golf, golf balls. balls. Yes, I have. Two yes. days is too long. <laughs> That's a long time, Mr. Matt Hamilton. Hey, now. That is an objective fact. That is the longest I've ever had a Chicago Bears logo in my possession, I think, in my life. Neat. No, it's, I Very mean, cool. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> so, curious. Uh, we'll continue to take your calls on if golf is cool. 844-770-3776. No in honor of uh, Matt Hamilton and then obviously Sarah Walsh basically going off on, on golf, which I found hilarious because... It is pretty good. Because, again, it also goes back to the fact that... Because we all do it. We all say, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be out for a little bit. I'm just going to play a quick 18. It's going to take me four hours. You say that like a Sunday morning. It's like no Sunday round has ever been four hours in the history of golf. That is one of the... I don't golf on the weekends. It's not worth my time. I'm a, I'm a work golfer. Yeah. If it's golfing for work, great. Otherwise, I'm not carving seven hours away from my family right. on the weekend. I don't see them enough, so it's like I, I just don't want to do that. But everyone can do what they want to do. I'm not saying you're bad for golfing, and I'm not saying you're a nerd for golfing. I'm just saying it's not cool. I enjoy <laughs> golfing. It's a fun time. But I'm just someone that can say that like what I'm doing is not cool... I don't know, man. I go but out, it's still I put fun, my fun I enjoy myself. on, I put my Jordan 1 high tops on. I think that's pretty cool. 
I know you do. Uh, I don't know. I don't James know. Harden is, I think, a hot-button name, especially for Bucks fans, NBA fans out there. And I was just I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast on the way in, and he was running through names of like places that James Harden could go. And there's not a lot out there, but one of the teams that he quickly poo-pooed it, so I'm not going to mislead on it, but he did throw out the name the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, that's a good boy. Mr. NBA Matt Hamilton. Yeah. And we did throw out it. He did throw out like trading Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton for James Harden. Now he said the Bucks wouldn't do that. No. But I, I want to ask you as we go to break here eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Would you trade Drew Holiday or James Harden or Chris Middleton? I'm sorry, or Chris Middleton for James Harden eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Would you trade Drew or Chris for James Harden? Now I would like to point out. Harden's better than you think he is, but I lean to no. But we'll take your calls on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Rutledge and Hamilton, the takeover of Wildy and Tausch continues. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio here in Madison. Hey, if you feel like it and you're loving the show, and why wouldn't you? Uh, You go to channel3000.com. Today is the last day. Uh, People like us in Madison, Matt Hamilton. We are nominated for Best Radio Team in Madison, uh, courtesy of Madison Magazine, you go to channel. Like you can go to channel three thousand dot com to vote for us today. So if you are listening in the Milwaukee area, you can still vote if you do like the show and let us, uh, you know, take down. There's been like a long time yeah, Patriots version category. Right we now? might be, but we are a finalist for it. So people <laughs> like us here in Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. He is Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. Alex Strofe behind the glass. I teased this going to break. And since we're on in Milwaukee, maybe there's some interest uh, on this angle of it. And the easy answer, I think, is no. But I think it's worth exploring. And again, 844-770-3776. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast on the way in today. And he was just running through teams that, in theory, could absorb James Harden's contract and are in a position where they'd want a guy like James Harden because he is a ready-to-win player. And the Bucks' name popped up, and he threw out Drew Holiday for James Harden. And... You immediately wipe it off as no, but I mean, tell me more why. So here's my beef with James Harden is, one, he seems to be hot and cold on his like training for the NBA season. Like Obviously, he was trying to get out of Houston, so he really let himself go before he went to Philly, and he got back in pretty good shape. He went to the Nets first. Or the Nets, and then he went to Philly. Um, but the, the guy... He he was so hot and cold the playoffs this year. Like he would do a thirty point game and play great, and then he was like just gone for the next two games. And I just don't think he's got the gas in the tank for a whole season to be that number one guy that the Bucks would rely on. The way I think Holiday Holiday has more gas in the tank, and he can run this offense more consistently than James. Why Harden do you could. think that Holiday has more gas in the tank? Because I just feel like he plays more. His numbers are more consistent. He might not have as many thirty-point games as Holiday, but he doesn't have as many like single-digit games. Holiday is just kind of a grinder. He gets the similar numbers lots of nights, and he's been able to step up in times when he's needed to. Whether Giannis was uh, taking a rest or he was out for the game or maybe just not on the floor, he can pick up that weight, and you can. For the most part, you can count on Holiday to do that. I just don't know if Herndon, at his age right now, is a guy that you can count on night in and night out to be your second best player on the floor or third. 
point of correction, though, how old do you think James Harden is? 35. 32? Uh, you're both wrong, but you're closer. He's 33. I think technically he's younger than Drew. So I just want to, like, it's the way he plays at times could mm-hmm. get you to uh, believe that uh, maybe he's a little bit uh, older than... But their playoffs, their playoffs, he was, he was like, good for 30 this year. No, 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 no. So point of correction. Yeah. He was good for 45 and 42 okay. in, in, in the playoffs. And tell in me the about Eastern the Conference Finals. Uh, I, again, but I, I, you're right. He was up and down. But I'm saying yeah. that, again, the highs are not 30. Okay. They're 42. It was high. It was high, high. Yes, yeah. they were 42. And I believe in game one, I don't think uh, Embiid played. And right. so he kind of carried them in that game. And mm-hmm. they got to game seven. Your point of, it's not a regular season up and down for James Harden either. It is a playoff thing. I don't know. It's got to be a mental issue at this point with James Harden. But James Harden is a player that just doesn't come through in the actual playoffs. He, I think he's earned a reputation as a choker. Because on paper, if James Harden was the same player in the regular season, or excuse me, in the playoffs as he was in the regular season, I would definitely consider trading Drew Holiday for James Harden. Because the Drew Holiday is not a guy who can go get you a bucket. Consistently. Consistently. Now, James Harden used to be is in the regular season. Again, not used to be. He scored more points, had more rebounds, and had more assists per game than Drew Holiday last year. So, I mean, just so we're all factually correct I'm just there. saying, back when James Harden was in his prime, but he okay. used to be able to put any defender in the league on his hip current, and be but, able to open but, a shot. Right, but right now, he's still scoring more points, grabbing more rebounds, having more assists than Drew Holiday. I'm not saying, I'm not advocating yeah, for making that trade, yeah. but what my point is, I think you need to fully grasp, not you, but everyone, fully grasp what James Harden in. The concern I have is that, James Harden, because of his choking in the playoffs, and I think it's fair to say that at this point, he's a guy that just doesn't get it done in the playoffs that doesn't solve the Bucks' biggest issue, which is a guy who can score the ball besides Giannis in the playoffs when the, when the offense gets stagnant, can someone go get a bucket? And James Harden is that guy in the regular season, but in the postseason, he's too inconsistent for me. But I'll ask you, 844-770-3776, would you trade James Harden for Drew Holiday? Here's my other issue with James Harden. James Harden at one point, he's I think I believe he won an MVP. He's considered one of the best players in basketball for you know, he might be on like the all decades. He was the third overall pick when he was drafted. So yeah, he's always been considered a top right? tier player. So like here, ten time all star, seven time all NBA, uh he won the MVP, uh he was all rookie and three time scoring champ. So Basically, and was sixth man of the year early in his career. So basically, this guy's an MVP, or excuse me, a uh, uh, Hall of Famer, essentially, right? Yes, without a doubt. Now, when you have someone like that who's gone through most of their career experiencing that I'm the number one guy on the team, I'm a superstar, and then... Who do you think he plays with in Philly? Well, I know, but like, look at him. He would be going from the number two in Philly to three with Middleton. Like, right, they're, they'd be close. He's obviously a point guard, so he'd probably be carrying a little bit more of the ball. But, like, he's he's in a new role. Holiday, he's always been a team player. He's never been, like, the superstar on the team. He's always been a guy who is there to complement another superstar. So when you bring a guy like Harden in, I don't know if his attitude is always going to be, like, the best vibe for the Bucks. The I think Bucks I- are a very team-forward 
kind of squad, and we have our superstar in Giannis, who is as selfless as they come. Yep, James, again, James, James has played on a team with two others. He played with Ke- where, on that Kevin team Durant and Kyrie Irving, and he was probably the third option some night. So again, that point doesn't hold water. The point that would hold water the most... I don't most, think his... Like, I don't think he's a locker room guy. That is I think Holiday is 100% uh, okay. a locker room that guy. That is wildly unfair of a projection that has no stamps, no uh, substance this, this at all. This is based but on will... all of the drama behind James Harden. Have you heard any drama about Holiday ever in his career? Stop, though. Two things. You don't have to tear one person down. I'm not tearing you him down. You are. You're tearing There's down. There's drama behind, around James Harden. Is there not? There's news about him. Okay, but that's you're saying he's a bad locker room guy. Well, I'm saying that kind of news is a distraction to a locker room. I'm saying I think you're being wild. Just say this, because this is the fair statement. Drew Holiday is one of the best teammates ever in the NBA. That is fair. James Harden is a normal NBA player as far as a teammate. Drew Holiday is the exception. He is truly remarkable in how great of a teammate he is. So how about we focus on that instead of tearing down a guy we know nothing about? Because that's wildly unfair. It Just, is not unfair if you see Matt, a guy in no, the Matt, news You don't to have say to tear that, someone hey. down to build up your guy. Just stop and say Drew Holiday is an amazing teammate. Maybe, objectively, maybe the best teammate in the NBA Are you right now. Me I'm not allowed to feel that. I don't think James Harden saying, would be a great fit. I'm, saying it's, I'm saying it's unfair for you to say that James Harden, you said he's a bad teammate. I said he would... First of all, I don't think he would be a good locker room guy. He's not saying he'd be a bad teammate. But and you he have definitely no objective truth know for, to know that. We know for a fact that he would not be as good of a locker room guy as Holiday. Because we, because Holiday might be the best in the NBA. Oh, totally. Matt, can you just say that the, the biggest reason why you wouldn't do it, forget all the, the all subjective stuff, is that Drew Holiday is arguably a top 10 defender, Jim. a top 10 defender. No, I'm I'm factual, Jim. What we know for sure is Drew Holiday is a Jim. top 10 defender in the NBA. Unquestionably top 10 defender in the NBA. James Harden is not that guy. Right. That right there stops the discussion. I don't want to get into character and the rest of it because it's wildly unfair and speculative, and I don't want to get into that. Uh, Kyle Lepon chimes in. Bucks only need Harden to be the third best player for them. He would have no pressure on him because they wouldn't need him to be the best of all time. That is a very good point, Kyle. To Matt's point, if James Harden, who fit in with Kyrie Irving, which would be fair, like there is real evidence that he is a pain to work with, Kyrie and Kevin Durant and James Harden exist together, I guarantee James could find a way if he wanted to. Fit in with Chris and Giannis. They are such a good locker room in, in Milwaukee, they could absorb them. But Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders in the NBA and one of the best teammates in the NBA. Wouldn't do the trade, but I will take your calls on 844-770-3776. Would you trade James Harden for Drew Holiday? This is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light.